Gentlemen, you realize that we've found. Who knows what waits for us in nature's no man's land? Those hands and those eyes! You've got to do something about it, you've got! Baffling questions, astounding questions. Earthly or unearthly? Is it human or inhuman? Protect your planet, all your soldiers, and all their advanced technology. If you'd only put up a measly nine-minute fight before they were exterminated. Which is why man is an endangered species. Welcome to another episode of It Came From The Bottom, once again brought to you by Head Games Entertainment, your ultimate source for digital series, podcasts, and more. Once again, I'm Jack. I'm Zip. I'm Adina. Hey guys, guess what? We have a guest this time. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Welcome our guest today, Clay Johnson. Yay! Yay! Hi, Clay. Hello. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. I, I don't know if you are as happy to see us as we are you, given what we're talking about this well, time. But um, you know, honestly, I was really dreading this because I was like, you know, listening to the some of the horrible movies you guys have talked about. Um, was like I said, I was dreading it, but honestly, I find it more boring than anything. Yep. Um, and uh, I mean, it didn't make me angry, but it was more just like, why? Why did they make this movie? Although, I do have to announce that after watching this movie, I am now a follower of L. Ron Hubbard and all of his teachings. Because <laughs> I can only assume that has to be why John Travolta made this movie. So, surely you, someone must have been a so, Are you a member, member of the church? Um, I'm a follower of L. Ron Hubbard. No, just okay. What's that? Yeah, what's, what's, that? what's that? Praise Yeah. Really? <laughs> oh, fuck. You might. Can we just yep. review? You know what? Let's stop and review that. We're episode. just going to review. <laughs> I love the part. Let's watch it. Probably that more part. interesting. <laughs> no, no. Oh, no, we have to talk geez. about something different, unfortunately. Right, fine. Uh, we have to talk. This movie. Okay. Um. <laughs> what is this? This what? is this is Jack. Jack's just staring. Every, Jack's every, just giving the look to Adina because we know what we know what's coming next. Is he asked, "Have you seen this movie?" No, Jack. I've never <laughs> seen this movie. In fairness, <laughs> this was a blockbuster that came out in the year two thousand. So, can we really call it a blockbuster if it didn't actually do money? Well, it it was a high profile Hollywood okay, film. Right. Yes, and so it, yeah. it was not a blockbuster. It is not. It is not an unfair question to ask sure. if we have seen the movie. But as I've said repeatedly, yeah. if I know it's going to be bad, I don't see it. See, this was one of those that came out in a year that 
had movies with very similar titles. This is not a very like descriptive movie title. And so this was one that I actually thought was a big hit. Because it came out around the time that like something else, like Black Hawk Down. It came out the year after Phantom Mask came out. It was 2000. Yeah, so Phantom Mm -hmm. Mask came out in 99. 99, right. Right. So, I mean, it's kind of riding that cusp, too. And you'd seen it. I saw it, um, (laughs) gosh, I can't remember. It it must have been when it came out on HBO or something like that. Because I didn't rent it. I definitely didn't see it in the movie theater. But I do remember seeing it on TV. So it must have been. When it premiered on HBO or so something. Two questions. Yeah. How much had you had to drink before you watched the movie? Jeez. <laughs> Not enough. enough? Okay. Right? No, my next question. Oh my How much did you have to drink after the movie? Or during? A lot. <laughs> had you seen this before, Jack? Hell no. No, I, I mean, this, is, this movie's infamous. This movie has been reviewed by every single internet movie critic under the sun and then some... You know, it's it was torn apart by Roger Ebert went back when it came out. I mean, that's the kind of thing you get with a higher profile movie like this. It's it's more infamous. It's been more dissected. And so, hell, I don't know how much we're actually going to be picking apart. That hasn't already been touched. On yeah. Yet. So, Zip, can yeah. we get the IMDb description for this movie? Uh, you can. We'll just make one up. It, it's all the same. <laughs> interestingly, um, there there are two uh, descriptions two? that were that are entered on IMDb, um, both by the same submitter. Is it our friend? No, it's not our friend, Leo Schwab. The first entry is actually they copied the opening scroll of the movie, which, what? to be fair, we needed is a summation of the entire movie. But then they put the short and sweet version, which I will read to you. Sweet. Uh, after enslavement and near extermination by an alien race in the year 3000, humanity begins to fight back. I, I do want to talk about that text at the intro because, yeah, it gives you some information, but it doesn't give you enough. I, I was completely lost at the beginning. I was like, mm-hmm. what? How did that, that didn't tell me anything. And like the, the last like paragraph is really like the first is just setting up the world, but the rest is right. It's starting the story. I'm like, why didn't we get to see that? And we still get basically the same questions and uh, oh, fuck, what was the word? Um, exp- ex- exp- uh, exposition. Exposition. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Fuck. The same exposition what within the, the next the five to ten minutes. Yeah. 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 Right. All right. Well, we're talking about the opening credits. Do we just want to go ahead and start talking about this piece of shit? Oh yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. <clears throat> All right. So as we said, opening text. It's the year three thousand. Humanity is on the brink of extinction aliens are ruling over the earth that are there are demons there are gods blah 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 bullshit bullshit whacking off and then we get to we get these scenic shots of these mountains from a helicopter obviously they're trying to ape 2001 a space odyssey really original that movie's only 40 years old now we get this tribe of humans fleeing into a shelter god okay so mention this this guy in the opening crawl too that we should mention his name is tyler yeah, <laughs> I guess in the book Which is, they never call him Tyler in the no. entire. They never do. Movie. They call him Johnny. Wait, that's Johnny. his first name. His last yeah. name is Tyler. Like right. on well, IMDb, his name is Johnny Johnny Good, Good Boy. And I was like, yeah. "Where's Good Boy?" Because if you're gonna have that as a nickname, you need to earn that nickname. He, well, right. in fairness, he is a good boy. He is a good boy. He, he never does anything bad. He is it's a true. very he good boy. He, he is off doing something. I mean, we, we were really told too clearly in the opening crawl. Now, no. yeah, they're, they're fleeing into the shelter in the Rocky Mountains and, and enter our hero, Barry Pepper. Which, you know what? I had no idea he was in this. I know. 
I love him. Which sucks. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. he's a great actor. He I really think this, is. I think this movie... he's great in but, this, too. Ah, uh, see, I don't know. There are dialogue scenes where I literally we don't, wrote We don't down. hold dialogue don't against hold, the actors. Yeah, we, we don't <laughs> no, 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 no. Not, not the dialogue itself, but the right. way it was delivered. Where I, I was like, Barry had, Pepper's better than this. Yeah, but he had Isn't no he? arc. His character had no, no arc. So no. I have to, yes, Barry Pepper probably wasn't the best Barry Pepper he could possibly have been. Definitely but I'll tell not. you what. No. He fucking committed. He was in it. Yeah. And I, well, I oh. yeah. and a lot of that could have been direction or editing. Uh, the I mean, we'll talk about the editing. I, because I, the I, editing I would, in this movie I would is argue shit. lack of direction. Right? right? Yes. <laughs> yep. Because uh, I don't think there are any actors in this movie doing what they were told. They were just making it up as they went. For all we yeah. know, John Travolta was directing everything behind the scenes. Oh, my yes. God. He probably you know, was. Oh, yeah. And honestly, the way, oh, yeah. I'm glad you bring that up, Clay, with the, with the dialogue being so shyly uh, uh, um, delivered. Do you see what this movie fucking does to me? <laughs> It is one of the worst. Yeah, I'm actually it, it, giving you words. Yeah. That is, it Dude, really, it really this is feels one of the like worst scripts we've ever encountered. Oh, for sure, for sure. Absolutely. As far as dialogue Horrible. goes, the delivery throughout the movie, it really feels like these actors were given their scripts like a day at a time. Uh, but yeah, Barry Pepper is our hero. He's playing Johnny Good Boy Tyler. He is basically the agnostic member of this tribe because everyone believes there are these things out there called the gods right. that are ruling over from afar. There are these things called demons out there that they're afraid of, which is why they're going into hiding in the mountains and these gods are waiting to, to save them by being faithful to them, blah, blah, blah. We already have bad quick cuts with this because we have this oh. scene where he rides into the village on his horse to this woman who I don't know her name. I just called her pretty nice lady the entire time in my notes. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, they, they said her up like she's Chrissy? important, Chrissy? and then she disappears. What is this, Three's Company? What the for, fuck? Forever. The names in this movie, uh, yeah, I mean, don't honestly. make any sense right. because they set it up like it's a tribal culture, but then they have names like Johnny and Tyler and and Mickey, yeah, and Carlo. They have like, last names, yeah. first and last names. Yeah, yeah. that's it not something that a post-apocalyptic. It makes no sense. No. Well, and also the costumes. I wrote down. I was like, oh, so this must be where. 10,000 BC got their idea for costumes because (laughs) like literally the tribe, I guess tribe for lack of a better word, they're wearing caveman gear in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So she comes up to him and she's, and she tells him, Hey, your dad died. Sorry. And so his reaction is to slowly take whatever he's holding and slowly throw it. What the fuck was that? It cuts away real quickly. Yeah. But then we get this shot of him on a mountain, I guess, burying his father. This, This very wide shot and then it's maybe for about four seconds we see him burying his father then suddenly tone change back to the plot yeah there are so many scenes in this film where they cut to show us a random scene and we're like why did we have to see that yeah yeah and uh, granted you could have a funeral scene but make it important treat it with gravitas we knew nothing about his dad they didn't show him dying that would have added some sort of context to the situation they were worried about him getting back in time because he had gone to get the shit for his dad yeah Yeah. she was worried about him getting back in time Uh, yeah uh, it wasn't explained why until he got who was this the old man Past is the, it the her father? Elder? Is he yeah. the village See, the elder? I guess he, he was related he, to her. He yeah. had already given up on Johnny. Right. Yeah. And she's like, no, wait, what if he comes back? He's like, 
fuck him. He's dead. Let's go. Well, yeah. and they kept calling uh, him a greener, mean, which made no sense he, to me because no, he, that wasn't explained well, until later. Right. It doesn't right. get explained yeah. until later. But with him being a greener, you know, he tells us that, that he questions the existence of gods and demons and, and whatnot. And, and all this time he's preparing to depart to find a greener land, which kind of implies why he is called a greener, greener I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And and the nice pretty excuse me courtesy gives him a necklace that his she tells him his mother gave her to give to his children so either they're together or this is an arranged marriage they're together well, yeah, I mean that's, that's I, either sure. way there's definite implications yeah because the the old dude said is like face it he's probably dead he ain't coming back you're gonna have to start looking somewhere else for a husband yeah but then he just fucking so. leaves. I mean, like, he just leaves without, like, he doesn't treat her like she's important to him. Mm -mm. It's just like, hey, honey, I gotta go find stuff. No, he's he's more on a mission than that. Yeah, but we just don't know why, because we, we, none of the exposition we've gotten to this point has told us anything about why he wants to get out of this town or what what is it that he's looking for. So she says she's coming with him. And uh, she's like, no, don't you treat me this way. I'm coming with you. And she's like, no, you have to stay here. And she's like, okay, take care of yourself. Yeah. yeah. She gives up on him way too Real fast. Real quick. We basically start this hero's journey by glossing over the beginning of the hero's journey. Indeed. Yes. Mm-hmm. So while riding through the woods, Atreyu and Artax soon encounter <laughs> what, what they... I, I no. might have preferred. No. no. Oh, yeah. No. 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 It's funny. Yeah. It's funny, but just don't get me started. No swamps of sadness were to be had on this trip. (laughs) Might have made the movie better. They encounter encounter what they initially think to be a demon, and it turns out to be this fake giant lizard thing. Statue. I I understand why he freaks out at that, but why the hell does the horse freak out? Because it read the script, Clay. (laughs) Apparently. Jeez. But then we determine it's an ancient putt-putt golf course. Yeah. yeah. So I, I liked those elements so where good. we saw yeah, the Yeah, because random... he reaches for something to fight with, and it's a golf club. Right. Yeah. Which, talk about missed opportunity. I would have loved to have just seen him get off the horse and play putt-putt for the rest of the movie instead. <laughs> oh, that would have been awesome. Would have been much more entertaining. Oh, yeah. While he's exploring this area, these two other hunters show up, and they claim to have seen a god. And they uh, they take him to this ruined city where there is a god because he offers them food that he has along with them some meat in exchange for right yeah because yeah. they're they're like get off our lawn you damn kids although I I have to and say the beginning of that scene I thought they were gonna eat the horse I did too because yeah, I was I did like because yeah. they were like meat meat and just yeah. kept looking I was like either they're gonna eat him or the horse yeah. But then they decide to become friends. Cause yeah, yeah, because they're like it's a face-off, and they're doing the whole oh, caveman ooh, 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 yeah. thing at each other, which is apparently how they talk. Which we're going to well, on and off. Uh, it's, we'll get yeah. into that. It's but so inconsistent. It's like yeah, every it's human like is bilingual. They, they square off, and it's like they're going to fight each other, and then they're like. Wait, what are we doing? We got to find food, or we're going to die. Okay, yeah. and they walk. They give so, up so on him. They walk way too easily. Have we noticed the trend yet? The old man gave up on him way too fast. Mm-hmm. She gave up on him way too fast. These guys gave up on him way too fast. There's the problem with the exposition yeah. of this movie. They needed to move it along because, mm-hmm. God damn it, we got to get Travolta on screen. That's what's wrong with the yeah. opening of this movie. Well, and also, they just realized that he's 
not worth it. So they just give up on him and move along. Yeah. The, yeah. These two hunters, their names are uh, uh, Carlo and uh, Robert Baratheon. And <laughs> they take him to this abandoned shopping mall. I wish. <laughs> Jeez. If they're, they're inside this abandoned shopping mall where T- Tyler runs into... Which they refer to as a cave. Yes. yes. Everything, any it, kind of structure at all... In the entirety of the world is a cave. That's true. Because this comes back later. And I'm, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Until good boy Christ liberates their vocabulary. But they still have names like Johnny right. and Carlos. And so while they're in there, Tyler runs into a plate of glass because it's like, what did you expect well, to happen when you walked into that? Here's the thing, though. Did he go through one pane of glass that they showed 14 times, or did he go through one 14 no. Well, that's later. Glass. This is Shots. when he, when he yeah. first comes into the mall, he walks, he walks into the oh, glass because oh, he yeah. doesn't know what that's glass right. is. I'm, I'm ahead of myself. That's where that's ahead, that's, yeah. yeah. I that, get not knowing, not being familiar with glass, but if you see that in front of you, like, why would you walk into that? Well, and that, it wasn't like it was a clean pane of glass. That was a thick no. pane of glass with things behind it. Right. So even if he goes through the glass, there are things right behind that that he's going to walk into. It made no sense. Nice. And we should also add that when they enter the city, they see a bunch of statues, and they're saying that these are, I guess, gods. Yeah, that were yeah, frozen. they're the frozen people, and I'm like, it's a, it, this, yeah, this it's seems just, like it's an a interesting giant idea in a more fleshed out together. They don't do story. anything with it. They don't. But no, no, it's just mentioned. It's, I mean, we haven't mentioned that this movie was based on a book. So I'm assuming all these things were in the book. A 1,000-page book, they probably just had to throw that little nod to the fans yeah, out there. they're just throwing these little things in. Yeah. It's just a way yeah. of sort of so creating the mythology of we're Without in the year 3000, the that this is yeah. what our religion is Fan now. So they, just like yeah, yeah, we're, It's so far in the future that they do They've not remember what our society everything. was like. Yes, yeah, That's exactly what it is. So when they see a, a statue, they think it is a god that has been that was frozen in place. Right. And they think the rest of the gods are actually the stars in the sky. Yeah. But you know what? Let's just lift the veil off of that because while they're eating, yeah. the group are attacked by our antagonists. The Cyclones. The Cyclones. Which sounds like an antagonist in like a 1990s Nickelodeon children's show. <laughs> oh, Holy True. shit. The, the, like, this is like the first indicator for me like the, the editing was just you know, completely irredeemable. Because they're running away from these guys and they're shooting them with like beams of light. So Marco yeah. gets hit. I guess, I guess it's the stun on their, on their yeah. weird gun things. Yes. Yeah. Good Boy Tyler and Robert Baratheon run away. <laughs> and we have this one shot where Robert hops over the railing of this escalator and then right. falls to the ground. You see him land, and he, like, he could tell... Breaks he, his leg. Yeah, he, yeah. He, right. he busted his ass on this thing. And you see him fall and try to recover. Tyler then jumps over it, and it immediately cuts to him fine and by Robert Baratheon's side, yeah. like trying to help him up. It's like... Whoa, whoa, wait, no, no, wait, did he land okay? Like, how come he could do that? And Because exactly. he's the lead of the film. Yes, yes, because he's Jesus. The horse starts running through, the horse gets stunned, and I, get, I guess all of them get captured. Except for Robert Baratheon, who gets killed. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, this whole scene yeah. makes it look like everybody dies, okay? So I'm getting pissed off because I liked right. Carlo quite a lot, yeah. okay? Though they shot the goddamn horse, what do you yeah. fuck you? Yeah, that so, that got me too. I was yeah, like, why I'm did like, we have to shoot the horse? And also, can we get more green gels in these shots, please? Oh god! Because oh, god. oh holy shit! Like it's like the uh, cinematographer was like, you know what? Let's just let's just have fun with all the effects. Oh. Dude, because 
There's a green, and the thing is, is there's lighting like this. There's no source of it. There's no reason for it to be green. It changes from blue to green to red to orange, all the colors of the rainbow. This whole movie was like people were playing with a flip facts they'd never oh, yeah. used before. The editing software was like somebody just discovered Final Cut and oh, the Final Cut um, Windows Movie Maker. Oh yeah, I'm oh, sorry, yeah. you're right. Windows angles. Movie Maker, and they found the transitions file and the and the camera angles. Oh, oh yeah, so can we talk bad. about the Dutch? So yes, this movie is shot entirely in Dutch. And for the seven of you out there who doesn't know what that is, it's when you basically tilt the camera slightly. Yeah, it's usually usually used to incorporate uh, to to put out a sense of unease and right. disorientation within a scene. It's way overused even today. Like in Holly, like it's just it's so overdone. And this movie does yeah. the entire movie in the Dutch. Production of this movie, the production values were so shitty. Like if you told me that this was actually a student film that John Travolta's son shot in high school. I would have believed you because that is how bad And for the, the amount of money that was spent on it, well, it should an, have been so uh, much uh, better. An alien film with s- spacecraft and all this kind of stuff, it just looked so – like looked terrible. Star Wars from 1977 looked, looked better, better than this. Yes. So they're, then they are taken to the cyclo colony on Earth where they cannot breathe the air there. We, we sort of touched on the – inconsistency of this movie like the one thing that is consistent that everybody gives up on Barry Pepper and doesn't think he's going to do anything great but the inconsistency of this whole breathing apparatus thing was so confusing Mm -hmm. yeah and the cyclos wore it too Mm -hmm. and so sometimes the cyclos would be wearing it sometimes both races would be wearing Mm -hmm. it sometimes you'd see Barry Pepper Taking a deep breath, which meant, oh, we could actually breathe without the thing, but yeah, then we'd be right. in the same place, but you'd need the thing. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I didn't know about the dome that apparently the Cyclos lived in until they were getting ready to destroy it later on. Yeah. And I'm I didn't like, get that either. Right. No, because when they first fly what in, it's that? like Blade Runner City. It's, yeah. it's aping that. Yeah. But yeah, this whole thing with the oxygen thing doesn't make sense. because It's no. trying to establish that the whole dome exists because it's to it's to hold the air and it's a breathable environment for the Cyclos. For the cyclos. The, the, yeah, there's, a, there's a specific gas that's being released into the air that the Cyclos need, need to, to be able to breathe. But humans can't but, breathe it. But it's poison to humans. So they're adding to our air so that they are adding to in in their domes not into the not into our atmosphere because it doesn't do anything to our yeah. atmosphere but uh it the the dome under which they live yes they're okay. adding this this chemical or gas or whatever it is that allows them to breathe but it's poison to humans so that's why the humans have to wear it if the cyclos go out into not their territory, then they have to put the nose thing in. Now, I'm not get making excuses. That's the logic that oh, they're trying okay. to go I, under. Yeah, absolutely. But if you think about it for more than two seconds, it doesn't make no. sense. No. How does the same apparatus yeah. filter well, out, filter yeah. out yeah. The, the gas to yeah. humans? And filter it in. But for causes... Them. The cyclos to be yeah. able to breathe well, in our atmosphere. And did anybody else at the same time? Sorry, did anybody else notice that the only nose piece for any of those actors that fit was John Travolta's? All the other ones were like sagging or like bulging in places, and his was like perfectly fit to his nose. Most expensive actor in the movie gets the most expensive <sighs> props. 
people. It's ridiculous. Oh. Yeah. Well, and okay, when are we going to talk about the costumes of the Cyclos? We can talk because about the costumes. I honestly feel like it was more just to cover up for like a midlife crisis of John Travolta because he's just kind of he's grown out dreads, he's wearing all leather, he's let himself go a little bit. <laughs> you know, it just looked like well for him because <laughs> right. the, the rest of the Cyclos have makeup on their faces. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I like, had this like, question you get because John Tra- he and Forrest Whitaker both looked. Like themselves, themselves. just with Forrest Whitaker, not so much. I I think he He had more of a Klingon vibe going, a little bit, but not nearly as much as other cyclos. Mm -hmm. There was some prosthetic; you didn't see real faces. I mean, it was weird. But there was a bit of at least Forrest Whitaker had a bit of the prosthetic on his forehead as well. John Travolta had none. No, it's a tear. Like John Travolta basically looks fine except for everything around his face. Forrest Whitaker has a little bit of makeup on there, and all the other cyclos look like uh, Andre the Giant's knuckles. But <laughs> at the same time, even with John Travolta, he he looks the most human out of all. Of them. Oh, absolutely. He looks like a higher what, what they did was basically the opposite of what most movies do. You pick a hero, that's the person you put the most makeup on, and then maybe some of the, the lessers that aren't seen on camera as much will have the less prosthetics, and they did the opposite. It's like you know, this is a vanity project or something. Oh, 100, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Jeez. But so you know, back to the plot. They're they're given these oxygen masks. They're uh, transported to uh, to Denver. Apparently, um, it's a human processing center where I guess they're to do slave labor. It's here that uh, and get used to me saying this, folks. It's here that Tyler decides to make a run for it. He is <laughs> the first running away the first time. Right? He, yeah, he, he grabs a gun somehow, figures out how to use it, and kills a guard before running into this uh, facility. Yeah. And then he he's stopped and apprehended when he runs into Turtle. Jeez. Turtle is John Travolta's character, and um, oh, see, I never caught on to his name. Yeah. I just kept Turl. thinking, Turl. oh, it's John Travolta. It's, it's Turl. It's Turl. Turl. T e r l. Turl. Turl. And they Turl. are talking in some other language. His name is Derpy. Yeah, and then and then all of a sudden, suddenly, yeah. all of a sudden, we can understand them. That was so off-putting to me. Yep. I was like, wait. Can they speak English? Or? You know what? If you're going to do another language, just fucking do subtitles. Because you've got subtitles in the movie Yeah. at some point. Mm-hmm. Why not just be consistent? Oh, wait. Did I say consistent? <laughs> this movie doesn't know how to do that. That's a trick they have not Fuck learned. This movie. In fairness, I think this movie was kind of counting on its intended audience to attend, which probably couldn't... <laughs> so... <laughs> oh, Cut that part out. Cut that yeah, part out. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> get sued. <laughs> uh, mm. So then we get this marvelous conversation, I'm air quoting so hard, mm. between yes. John Travolta and the oh, guard. Yeah, where he says that he shot a guard. Oh, jeez, yeah. So this is when I thought, is this a comedy? Yeah, because up until this point, everything has been so laser serious. And John Travolta comes in, and I swear that he's like trying to do slapstick or something. Like, he's in a completely different movie. Completely different. And I swear, half the time he just didn't know what to do, so he just randomly starts maniacally laughing. And holding up his finger at a crook. Yes. <laughs> what? You what dumb mad animals! I'll tell you something. If they had leaned into the comedy of this movie... Yeah. It would have been brilliant. <laughs> and so it's here that, that he's questioning how this human got away. Because at this point we established that the Cyclos don't consider the uh, humans to be very intelligent. Right. And so when he is told that this 
guard was shot by a man animal, as they call them, he questions it. And so he literally has them bring him back over to the front, gives Tyler a gun, and then has him shoot a guard to demonstrate. And he actually succeeds. And so this, I guess, convinces Turl that, yes, humans are, at least this one is kind of intelligent. Yeah. Maybe. See, my whole thing with that, though, is I'm like, even cavemen knew how to use tools. So is the idea that these weapons are just, like, super sophisticated? Is that the idea? I just didn't Because it doesn't look like it. It's just... No. no. It's a a gun with a barrel on top, barrel on bottom, and a huge-ass trigger in the middle. It's a Nerf gun. It's a Nerf gun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a a black Nerf gun. Why are they so shocked he can use this? He has opposable thumbs. Exactly. So enter Turl's superior, this guy who teleports from the planet Cyclo, which is far, far away. So they have this meeting between Turl, his superior, Forrest Whitaker's character, and this other guy. Mm-hmm. And they're basically sitting down talking about Tur- Turl's request to transfer off of Earth because he's tired of it. He's the head of security at this yeah. operation, but he wants to get back to his home planet where he was happy. This guy, his superior, is telling him, sorry, you're being kept here for five more cycles. And He's saying, like, what? But I am I have top marks. I'm the top of my class. I am a decorated cyclo. Apparently he had some fling with a senator's, a senator's daughter. daughter. Senators, yeah. And it's for that reason they're c- condemning him to at least 50 cycles there, open to renewal. Yeah. Renewal. Yeah. It, it was at this point in the film that I started looking for gifts of Archie Bunker faking suicide. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> Then we get to a, a, a wonderful little scene in this movie between Turl and Forrest Whitaker. What was his name? Forrest Whitaker's uh, Kerr. Name. Kerr. I'm never going to remember that one. Kerr. Best. Kerr. Okay. Well, because Kerr it's, spelled, it's spelled K-E-R, but the intention is Kerr as in like looking down on a dog. So we have the scene at the bar between Turl and Kerr, and they're drinking, and they're both drunk when we start the scene out, and, and Turl's just bragging about himself. And uh, we have one of the most infamous lines in the movie. It's here that that he's like, he tells the bartender to put the next couple drinks on his tab. For some reason, the bartender gave him three full containers of the ooze from TMNT, I guess. (laughs) And he he says, put it on my tab. And then he just hugs them. He just hugs them. He looks like an idiot. Like a little babu. (laughs) Then we get the food scene in the human cells. Okay, I have a couple questions about this. Zip, I want you to answer them for me. Uh oh. <laughs> so okay. zip. So in this scene, as you as you well know, we start this off by Good Boy Christ going up to this food trough of the Porgon food, and this one right. guy, roughly his size, maybe a little bit smaller, jumps sure. in and says, "Hey, I get the first say." Then my man. Oh, he doesn't just say. jump in. He lands like superhero style <laughs> in the middle of the cage. Yeah, Ta-da. yeah he just yeah. falls from nowhere. And yeah. He declares that he gets first dibs. His men get second dibs, and everyone else gets whatever's left. Correct. My first question to you, why is this guy the alpha? That he never is challenged? Excellent, because no one's ever challenged him. Yeah. Probably. But is he, he really the biggest every- human? First. Oh, okay. Is he really yeah. the Didn't most that physically threatening? No, he is not. <laughs> no. There are other – some of his men are, should definitely be the alphas. Uh, there is no reason why this guy, except that he has the balls to actually – Step say up it. and right. and say yeah. it. There's a black guy later in the movie who has biceps bigger than my head. Oh yeah. Yep. So yep. I, I don't know what puts this guy in charge. I Makes have no, no idea. Okay. So my next question, Zip. Yes. And this is a much deeper question, but why does everyone in this movie have beautiful, beautiful eyes? Because <laughs> 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 I 
because only Zip can answer this question. I think you can. <laughs> mm. Jack. <laughs> That is a question only you can answer for yourself. <laughs> you never disappoint, Zeb. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Nice. Jack, you just got deeper than this movie did. Just yeah. now. <laughs> Zip drugged me there. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Nice. It was an excellent answer. All right. I, I will say, though, this scene has one of my favorite little just bits that I'm like, I don't know why we needed that, but I loved it. Because when he dec- he beats the guy and he declares yes, that or Christ Christ beats up the alpha when he declares that this food is for everyone he sticks his hand in and grabs a handful of it's just mush yeah, it's I'm gross. like why yeah. are we fighting it's a trough it's like, full of mush it's yeah. like exorcist vomit yes but he he's just holding this mush and then they show this scene where this girl who's just I'm assuming a featured extra wanders out of the crowd grabs the mush out of his hand out of his hand and off. just shoves it in her face and I was like. That girl's my favorite. <laughs> that one right there. She's my employee of the month. Right there. Yeah. Done. Good yeah. for you. Since we brought attention to her, I should probably mention that's the director's daughter. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, is it Okay, really? now I understand why she was the random person that did that, but still. But I mean, still, it, to, yeah. To, that, because, yeah, like I said, well, that's what surprised me the most. It was like, this food is for everyone. She doesn't go up and grab her own handful. She just <laughs> she grabs, grabs it right it. out of his hand and great. immediately shoves it in her mouth. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> She's like, all right. That is <laughs> commitment. Yeah. That's mine. She, she is the honey badger of this movie. She is. She, is. she don't she give is. a shit. She should have been the alpha. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That would have been amazing. It <laughs> would have. Shit. So that's that's how the scene culminates. Everyone meets yep. whenever they want to. We have this next scene where yeah. Turl is confronting Kerr because he fi- finds out that Kerr was aware of this gold vein that's in the Rocky Mountains somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, they can't mine it with their resources because it's surrounded by uranium. And okay. radiation is harmful to cyclones. Because it's not to humans. <laughs> I'm glad this movie told us that. <laughs> we then cut to a scene where Travolta is getting his nails done by... We see Lady Cyclos for the first time, which... Let's talk about this design. Oh um, similar to Travolta, yeah. the faces, are pre- except for the eyebrows, are pretty much kept mm-hmm. pristine. And uh, it's during the scene that Travolta is suggesting to one of his... Who is this guy named? Is he a superior? Is he his... Co-worker? I don't know what he is because... He's the director guy? of the mining operation. Yeah, the, oh, the okay. old man. So he's the oh, overall that, director. The guy with the ball right. Travolta's yeah. head of security. Right. This guy he's is the director, is the director sure. of the entire can, operation. Can we just right. talk about the women for just one second? Oh, yeah, that's oh. what... Yeah. Okay, because the only time we ever see a woman cyclo mm-hmm. is as a servant. That's yeah. all they're good for. Yeah. That's it. Uh. So... You. He proposes to this director of this facility to use humans to actually mine this gold. And the guy says, man, animals, but they're they're unintelligent. That's ridiculous. You might as well teach a dog to do that. Well, that's the running Sorry. joke with the cyclos. It's yeah. that they think that humans are so dumb, they find dumb things about them to put up on a pedestal, or they find stupid things about other creatures on Earth that we're familiar with. The basic joke is that cyclos misunderstand humans. Yeah. Basically, they thought that dogs were the dominant species because... We the humans because they, they found a photo of, of a dog in the car with a human driving it. So obviously the human is chauffeuring the, the, more, in, the more dominant right. species. Again, 
Is this movie a comedy? Speaking of things that weren't successful, in the construction yard, Tyler <laughs> tries to escape itself? again. What? Yeah. Uh, what? But hey, <laughs> really? What does a twist! Does he make a, does he make a break for it? Does he make a break for it? <laughs> <laughs> but he's caught. What? Really? What? I would not have guessed. And this is a moment where the, again they demonstrate the oxygen because they say, "Let him go. Let's see how long he lasts with oh, that oxygen." Yeah. And then the, this is why I thought that mm-hmm. the oxygen just wasn't at all present because I see fire there. Now I'm not an acrobat. I play one on TV, but I would have always thought that <laughs> you need oxygen, oxygen for, fire for fire to be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no. Turl is then speaking with Kerr, and we have an exchange where basically they plan to use humans to mine this vein of gold, but he basically arranges it in the conversation for Kerr to exposit everything in their plan and records it while he does so to make it seem like Kerr is the one whose idea it was. Correct. Whereas Turl responds, no, that's a terrible idea. It's your superior. I can't condone this, and then cuts the recording. So basically, he's using this recording as collateral to keep current working for him and loyal, yeah. and also as as he doesn't tell him at the time, but a scapegoat in case he gets his ass busted. Yeah. Right. And no, then he, he actually yeah. explains oh, yeah. this in great detail to him to Kerr. Yeah. So now he knows there's a tape that he needs to be looking for. Exactly. T- Tyler has found a gas mask, but he's cornered by these two other cyclos. They're shot down, though, by Turl and Kerr. Yeah. Yep. And they're talking in their own language. Tyler can't understand them, but they're basically saying, let's let them go. Let's think of what they want as a treat. Like, what would they like to have as a treat? It'd be something that we could reward them with for their services. Oh, yeah. Let's let them go, see what they prefer to eat on their own, and then use that once we recapture them. Whatever they find, that has to be their favorite food, right? Now, my problem with this, they let Tyler and his pals go immediately from this. Like, the next thing we cut to is, you know, Tyler and his friends hiking. In the uh, mountains. But here's the thing. The last time we see this was Tyler cornered, scared to death, hearing these guys speaking in front of him, and and they just... Let him out the gate without any second thoughts with his friends. They're just like, hey, rendezvous with your friends and then get out of here. And you don't question this? Tyler's not smart. That's what the script said, Jack. Because they decided to hike the fucking Karadras Mountains to get home. They have to break into this small cabin and eat rats in order to survive because it's the only thing that they can actually get. And the Cyclos have implanted these little... Button cams. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's actually called it. A button cam. Yep. And they're speculating from the control room. They're like, these are, they're eating rat meat and it's uncooked. That must be what humans like to eat. Dude. Yes. Like, because, this and is... he even says they had so much to choose from. What the hell no, else they did didn't. they have to they choose from? They had nothing from? to choose Paper? from. Could have eaten snow, some wood, Gandalf, anything they wanted. <laughs> but... And this is, happens a couple of times, which is, which is what started bugging me, actually. That Kerr even brings up is like, are you sure this is their favorite food? Yeah, I mean, they didn't even cook than Travolta. it. Yeah. He is. Yeah. yeah. Like they, Travolta's character may always makes such a big deal out of how he always outsmarts everyone. <sighs> and yet Kerr is the only character who actually looks and knows what's actually happening. Yeah. And Travolta's always like, no, fuck you. You're wrong. And it just, it was like, why, why does this keep happening? Is this supposed to be witty and clever? It's inconsistent. It's so inconsistent. No, it's not because it's not fucking funny. No, but if they had gone for 
there's a difference between trying to be clever and trying to be funny. Understood. I'm just saying that if they had gone for all the comedy, if they had just written this as a comedy, this movie would have fucking killed. Death would have been involved either way. So If it was more consistent. It's always life and death with Jesus, good boy. But with Curl, Curl and Turl. Curl and Turl. Hard to say. It's, it's and always, his brother Daryl and his other brother Daryl. Yeah, it's Darryl. a game. Yes. It's always Burl. just a game. <laughs> so they, they rip the camera button, the button, button cam. cams yeah. out of their jackets. They realize that they're there. And then uh, uh, in frustration, Turl gets up and hits his head on the fucking ceiling in frustration. It's like, again, this is where I wrote it. Is this comedy? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's Once a, again, slapstick, buffoonery. It, what it's, is going on? This is the only it's a moment joke. of slapstick that completely undercuts any tension they were trying but to build. But the next time we see the scene, we see humans like chiseling that wall away. So that actually did make me laugh a little bit. Okay, so they're reapprehended. Again, Not, so it's their lot in life. They, they determine that Tyler lot. is going to be their test subject, so they insert him into this learning machine. Mm-hmm. And Clay, you said you had some problems with this. This made no sense to me. <laughs> Why the hell did, would they need to make him smarter? Just teach him the basic things that he needs. Well, there, and that's just, why that's where it confused me because it's it's supposed to be teaching him their language so that they can communicate with him, but it gives him that. Plus, but apparently, they he can already understand them. Yeah. So why the hell does he need to know their language? Because they, they stop and they're like, can you understand me? And he kind of hears them and then they're like, put him in longer and include hooked on phonics and Duolingo and Yeah, math- but that's the thing. Mavis is that B can teach us typing, like everything. We are just shy of 50 minutes, which is halfway into this movie. Because yeah. it is way fucking this longer than it needs to be. Oh, no. 36 minutes in, I was like, is this almost over? Oh, oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are just shy minutes. of 50 minutes. We're at the halfway... Almost. Yeah. Uh, of this movie. And we're just now explicitly being told that no. they have been speaking an alien language this whole time. Except we've been hearing them in English the whole time. Well, and it looks like Barry Pipper understands. And we, we've never been given any kind of hint Indication. whatsoever that the humans do not understand what no, the aliens are saying. Not a not single one. There's no interpreter. There's nothing. But it's okay because Tyler basically learns everything from this machine that the plot needs him to, which mm-hmm. turns mm-hmm. out is apparently everything. Everything. Yeah. Because he comes Ever. back to the cells and teaches them basic math. And it's just like we have um, the scene like he teaches them math. Yeah, that didn't Euclidean make sense. Euclidean geometry. Yep. Let's get let's get technical yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so why would it be Euclidean geometry and not Cyclo-science. Well, well because, because obviously the, the cyclos think that humans are stupid. We have the scene like where like Tyler's trying to teach them math and like how uh, equilateral triangles work and stuff like that. Yeah, and, they, and they're like, this sounds this hard. And he's like, well, it's not actually. <laughs> he's like, how can I reach these man animals? They're You're... basically looking at him like, how are we ever going to use this? <laughs> yeah. Well, here's how they use math. Which is movie. exactly what we all said in high school. Right. <laughs> right. <Thank you. laughs> that's, that's true. Yeah. When yeah. those cyclists take over, guys, you better watch out. Oh, I know. That's, Absolutely. But they, that's they, they, when sure. the aliens invade, that's okay. when math is finally going to... Euclidean gonna... geometry. Well, yeah. John Travolta's the among them. I think we're fine. 
they they glean from all this how to count to eight, and that's apparently enough to help them break into uh, John Travolta's vault, yep. which is hilarious because the password they try it is like one through eight and it doesn't work, and so they try it backwards. backwards. And I'm like, that's amazing. That's the same combination of my luggage. Luggage, yeah. <laughs> uh, knew that was coming. Knew that was so coming. So if anybody needs to break into hey. Jack's luggage. Oh and so they, they go in there and they find everything. They find weapons. They find recordings, including the recording of Forrest Whitaker from yep. earlier. Apparently because the movie remembers there's a romantic interest, Chrissy shows up and she, well, rather she it cuts back to her at the village. Yeah. And where she says that she's going to go looking for Tyler. Which the backtrack to the village made no sense to me. No. I was like, wh- where did this come from all of a sudden? Right. Oh, yeah. they're important now. Okay. Turl is now growing impatient with Tyler because Ty- Tyler's being obstinate about communicating with him because, hey, surprise, surprise, he doesn't like Turl very much. And, right. and during training, he gets frustrated and he's about to kill him when Tyler starts speaking and he tries to use this opportunity to ambush Turl with the guns they looted from his vault and then escape. But shocker, they're apprehended because the guns aren't fucking loaded. Turl decides, like, hey, look, like, I... I this apparently this whole escaping and capturing you and threatening you with physical violence isn't working. So let me just go ahead and take you to a place called Washington fucking DC for a second. <laughs> he gives him a tour of DC, which I, I would have loved to have been like a lighthearted member of the movie, like where they just kind of have like a little bro adventure, or like yeah. a bro vacation. <laughs> just, yeah. just quick pause. They go to the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah. The air and space. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Share a sandwich. Share, you know, you know uh, Nathan's hot dog. And <laughs> yeah. No, no. yeah. And he basically shows them like, Hey, like this is man's resistance to us. When we first came, they lasted for nine minutes. That's, when everything shut down but we see here that they still have planes that are operational i guess which doesn't make sense to we'll, me. we'll get to that yeah um this is basically just a plot device to show tyler that hey there are assets here that you can use if you had free reign to access them yeah in, in case you thought all hope was lost it's not but you can't get to it ha ha ha, ha. well yeah uh, the music <laughs> The music during this Swells. scene. Oh, like, oh, yeah. There are so many oh, times. Oh, no, no. It's, like, it's the Declaration of Independence. Because yeah. remember, right. he flips the page, which conveniently says Declaration of, of Independence. Independence. Yeah. yeah. So, America. Yeah. 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 Okay. This, this film composer, like, there are so many moments in this movie, this film composer was like, I'm just going to make love to the audience with this music. <laughs> but the problem was, it was more like sweet, Bill Cosby making love, love than oh. actual oh. nice making love. Oh. <laughs> and so, oh. and so we had to see it. Is oh. that how it works? Oh, oh. man. Oh, that's too far? <laughs> Fuck you guys. Cheryl <laughs> takes Good Boy Christ back to his buddies outside and says, yeah. look, cooperate now. Brags about how he's a top marksman, which is... Very believable seeing the accuracy of the... he shoots cows. He shoots l- the legs off of the cows. Oh, I missed that. You, it, it, you oh, only geez. see it for a split second because one of the things that we haven't touched on is how desperately hard they're trying not to say any curse words above damn or hell. It's they don't say shit, they crap. say crap. crap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's as profane as it gets language-wise because they are well, we, so desperately trying to keep this family-friendly. Yeah. Well, like, fuck, we've never, already made you, up for that. But you don't see any oh, blood. Oh, we do, yeah. <laughs> you don't see any blood. That's what I was yeah. getting to. Yeah. That, that, this is the, yeah, that's the other thing is that in, 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 in addition to the language, any scenes of violence that we see is you don't see anything too right. graphic. Right. And so that's what happened when he's talking about being a, such a great marksman. He shows them there's a field of cows and he shoots the first shot that he fires. 
you see the beam hit the the bottom half of one of the cow's legs, okay. and it goes flying through the air. Yeah. Oh. But then as soon as it flies away, we quick cut back to him shooting, okay. and from then on, we never see the cows again. Okay. That we never explains see some the scenes aftermath. later on that right. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. So, so but, yeah. yeah, so the end, so the yeah. implication because you keep hearing the cows mooing. Sure. But so the idea is that he's shooting the legs off of the cows right. without killing them. Okay. Which you didn't okay, need to do that. You. He would have proved it was completely unnecessary. If he simply just right. shot and hit something. Which yeah, exactly. He did. Yeah. But like these like I don't know what's worse stormtroopers or cyclos because it comes up later. Holy shit, guys. Uh, some some I, shit happens. They get turl they wrestle turl at gunpoint. And they're about to kill him because some wild men jump in. To yeah, help. the the yeah. tribe who presumably owns the cows. Yeah, who might have a problem hey, with you're him. shooting my cows. Well, exactly. Come running out of well, nowhere. I mean, and that was my whole ass. thing with why would they let them go in the first place? Do they not know that there might be other people in the forest that might help team up with them and help them? No. But you know they have Turl at gunpoint. But good boy Christ, realizing that we can't keep running, we have to figure out how to destroy them killing turl now is not going to solve isn't going to win the war right and so he gives him back his gun he convinces him that whoops you know our bad we're not worthy we're not right which made no sense to me until i realized because they'd mentioned oh but what about the other people in the prison oh we'll just leave them and let let them ride they're fine i'm like oh okay that's why he's going back to save the other people is this the same time where we see chrissy with the collar yeah yeah yeah, this is the same yeah this uh, this is the final thing he uses to keep good boy under control under control which was it just me because there were scenes where they were like speaking to each other and the other humans are going like what's going on but she's like sitting there like she's understanding what's going on does she understand this too she did she, or... she did read the script oh, oh okay the gotcha. extras don't get scripts gotcha but okay. that makes sense now it makes perfect sense yeah. there you go yeah. yes yes because uh you know all of the tribal guys led by uh, tribal Val Kilmer um, because I did not know his name, but he looked like a young Val Kilmer to yep. me with tribal makeup on. Richard Tyson. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah they, they demonstrate the power of these explosive collars on this guy named Sammy. They kill him off, and they say, look, we're going to kill your girlfriend if you fuck up. So, hey, and, don't fuck and up. And when Sammy gets blown up, we don't see it. No, no. We, don't, we don't no. see it. We don't see it. No, they, they cut away from it right as it's happening. Because why should we have any reverence for our yeah. threat? Then we have this cheering up Tyler session in the jail cell in, in, in prison and they all decide to rally we're going to fight for our freedom blah 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 yeah which this i'm oh, sorry this made no sense to me because it's predicated on the fact that they let him keep a spearhead Ugh. i was like really because it's not like he had anywhere to hide it he's just like walking around Wait, no play it. it makes sense he's an he's a man animal with the education of the universe why wouldn't he it's fine it's okay. Yeah. You can have it. Back at the bar, we meet Turl's new girlfriend. All oh, right, Adina. It's who all is yours. played by Kelly, Kelly Preston. Preston. I was like, seriously? You give your wife a part in the movie, and this is what you give her? And she said yes. Yes. She's just there to be a prostitute. Mm-hmm. That's it. She's like, I'll, I'm going to be his new secretary. And, and he's like, she's pretty. She's an idiot. She gets drunk very quickly. And she's also got some other gifts. And it, it cuts to her. And she like just sticks her tongue out. And it's like really long. And then the scene ends with her bending over and blowing him with her tongue. 
and and this is this is a really weird cut because the way it cuts to the next scene, it seems like the director of the facility walks in while it's happening, but it cuts mm-hmm. to Turl and Kerr sitting side by side after well, the fact. Right, because yeah. we There's haven't no mentioned well, they're back at the bar. Most yeah. of the cuts, especially in the later film, are like I said, it's like somebody's playing with transitions. They're that opening in the middle revealing the next scene. And they're all that. This is so like it's I just Wars, learned so. how to use All this that program. Was way better it's trying to follow in Star Wars' footsteps. <sighs> right. And but that's what I the, the first time it happened, I'm like, oh, so we're doing Star Wars but now? Star Wars did it in a dynamic way. This is like it stuck out to me every oh single God, time. Oh my God, every time. So this whole scene between Turl and Kerr and the director is basically to blackmail him. Yeah, because they find out that the director has been undercutting. He's been stealing money. He's basically been embezzling. Yes. Correct. So, yeah. So now John Travolta's got dirt on the dude, and they're like, well, it's our turn, so you're going to be quiet, and we're going to take all your money. And so they basically blackmail into him into letting them use man animals to mine this facility. Because they're not allowed to use inferior species to do work that takes intelligence. Yeah, so they all get right. this guy to basically turn the other way. Tyler then is learning how to fly one of their spacecrafts. So I thought initially that this was a simulation that he was doing. It was. It started out as it, was and it then, really? yeah, yeah, it started as a simulation, oh, and then God. it turned yeah. into. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Yeah, yeah no, it, I can understand how you could have been confused, because cool. they cut in a weird way. Because they yeah. crash, it shows the outside of the spaceship, and then it's like, if you crash again, I'm going to fuck you. No, he says something like, I'm going to, I'm going to kill your girlfriend. <laughs> so they, they transition into the mountains where they actually are, I guess. And so Please. the humans are left to mine on their own. This is so dumb. Yeah, Turl tells them he's keeping an eye on them from afar. The humans realize that there aren't enough of them to mine the amount that Turl needs in the amount of time that they're given. It's like 14 days. Yeah. So his conclusion is uh, to divide their numbers to make it look like they're still working and then take the rest and go to this place that he found in his research called Fort Knox. Yeah, because they didn't empty Fort Knox. (laughs) How did their scans miss Fort Knox? Oh, it's explained. But if, I'm not going to talk about it now because I'm going to talk about it later. is watching yes, them. thank you. How the fuck do they fly? Yes. And are not yeah. seen. If they're under surveillance, how do they take the other chopper? It's like, oh, yeah. I'm j- they're only going to do work with this one. So I'm just going to watch that one. And they're in Denver. They fly to D.C. In just like minutes, apparently. Yeah. Then they that also same fly day. to fucking Kentucky because that's where Fort Knox is, bitches. And also, no. we have no idea what these things even run on, these planes. We don't no. know what they run on. We don't know how big they are. How much because they're fuel taking they have. How many yeah. people. They're getting all sorts no, of gold bars. No, that's fine. This, the people's fine because good thing they just happen to run to another tribe who just is happy the, to be. How the fuck did they know where they were? She's standing up. Oh <laughs> Adina's going full <laughs> jack. Jesus. <laughs> This movie! So dumb. And then they get to Texas! What? Yeah, they go everywhere. And then and then they have this comedic moment where where oh, Mickey's geez. reading the map. Yes. Okay? And oh, so they're reading God. a map and there are lines around states on a map. So Mickey's supposed to be looking down and he can't see the lines. Well, yeah. we couldn't have passed he, through because I didn't see the lines. He's like, we must still be in Colorado. No, we're here. But we didn't see the lines. I wouldn't have missed the lines. Oh, God. Who is this movie for? 
Yeah. It was made for Helen Keller. <laughs> um, but they plot to destroy the Cyclo race in full. That's what their plan is because yeah. that's what they have to do. Which, that's some reactionary bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Mass genocide. Woohoo! Yeah. That's we're how gonna, we solve this problem. Yeah, we're just Because they never threaten them. They never are like, hey, get off our planet or we're going to destroy yours or anything. No. Let's just wipe them out. Yeah. And they never explain that they're going to use the teleportation device. Yeah. Well, I was about to say, because I was like, how the hell are they supposed to get there? Well, let's, 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 let's recap their plan like step by step. So their oh, first yeah. plan is to blow up the dome. Right. And the facility right. on Earth. Which, and at then, this point, I didn't know why they were blowing up the fucking dome. I didn't either. I didn't even know there was a dome until this moment. Yeah. yeah. And, and so they're going to kill all the cyclos on Earth while they're still inside. Yes. And after that, they're going to teleport a bomb to their home planet before they, their troops can teleport over and then blow up the entire planet. Because apparently so, their planet reacts worse to nuclear radiation, radiation yeah. than, our, than Earth. So they loot the capital of military weaponry, including some great CGI fighter jets that were just sitting there completely fueled up, still, still full yeah, of functional years. fuel. Mm-hmm. fuel yeah. Uh, yeah, these are fighter jets straight out of a PS2. Uh, yes. oh, and then they have this bomb-arming scene where Carlo's fluctuating intelligence rears its ugly head because he goes from, yeah. like, grunting, groaning, like, you know, piece of cake, uh, we use oh, the juice, geez. to, like, suddenly, like... Hey, wait, we need Appendix A. Where's Appendix A? I understand yeah. bomb layouts and schematics. Right. Well, and this is this is where, I don't know if he'd been saying it before this, but this is where we, at least I started hearing his catchphrase, piece of cake. Yeah. Because within the next few scenes, he says it 15 million times. Because he's a character. And then <laughs> Piece of cake. He's a piece well, of cake, piece of cake, piece of cake. He's, he's a deep character. He's a well-defined <sighs> character. Because he has a catchphrase. Yeah, phrase. but here, here's the thing. They don't know basic things like maps and stuff, but they know what cake is. Yeah. And they understand what that phrase. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But by means. grunting, groaning, and screaming, they finally figure out how to make a bomb, and so they construct that. Then Mickey volunteers to be the one to go to Planet Cyclo via teleporter and then yes. blow it up because he actually admits he's otherwise useless as a character in this movie. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. So they didn't s- know he was still there. Thought he was dead. He's my hobo, y'all. Is Mickey? he? Because of the last scene he has. Okay. 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 Yeah, okay. No, I get that. Yeah. We'll, we'll get yeah. there. Yeah. But it's honestly one of the best scenes in the movie. Oh my god. Yeah. They. Because uh, I didn't have a hobo until then. Until bitches. then. <laughs> so. <laughs> so yes. Yeah, so now they're in Texas. Uh, they they somehow get into Fort Knox without detection. They open the vault. They blow it open. They move aside Oddjob's body, and they start looting the gold <laughs> from one of the vaults. So these are all pristine. Like there's no dust on them. No, there's no. Oh my god. There's again. There. I mean, again, I know that security is no longer a thing there. I know right. that they're no longer having to go through any kind of electronic locks. Right. But this yeah. is Fort fucking Knox, and you are yes. working with they sticks just and get in twigs. Yeah. Yeah. But this is their gold supply to basically. Uh, satiate Turl when he comes to inspect. Yes. So, uh, in, in the meantime, Tyler meets with Kerr to coax him into a deal for the recordings that he has. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, naturally, Kerr says, well, why don't I just shoot you and take the recordings? And mm-hmm. then Tyler Christ's solution is to take the recording in his hand and just throw it into the cage behind him where they just start passing it from person to person until oh, it's yeah. lost. This is when they suddenly start they making start monkey keep sounds. Away. I'm like, you have Yeah, they go back to, ooh, 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 ooh. That's how they how actually they communicate. communicate with each other. But that's never been established before yeah. this, this moment. Well, no, where, I mean, we have seen it before. 
No, they have done we've, it several seen, times before. We've seen grunts and groans, but we've never seen the right. the monkey sounds. That yeah, we did in the first fate when he first befriends Carlo and Robert oh, Baratheon. Yeah, I guess. True. When they're face, we're having the face down. They, they when one of them makes a there move, was, there were so <laughs> many times in this movie that I just wasn't paying attention. I just didn't yeah. give a shit. But in the scene, instead of jumping to the natural conclusion and just holding up the gun to the prisoners and either shooting them all down shooting or threatening them. to do so. Yep. He says, no, I'm just going to go ahead and risk my job, yep. my life, and just mm-hmm. let all the prisoners go. Of course, then again, in fairness, we do establish in this movie several times that Kerr is not of the brightest. Even though he's smarter than Yet at the same John time, Travolta. he's smarter than Curl. Well. Or Turl. So, and his brother Daryl and his other brother yes, Daryl. thank you. <laughs> so, Good Boy Christ is meeting up with uh, Turl. Turl. Fuck, now you got me doing it. <laughs> yeah. Travolta. <laughs> Travolta. Whatever. Yeah, I could have Travolta written in my notes. He meets with Travolta later and he presents him the gold and Travolta's pissed. Which is it, all in bricks. Bars. Yeah, he's like, it's in bricks. He's like, well, we wanted to make it look nice we for you, bud. We find it for you. Yeah. Because they have the shit to make that happen. So that pisses him off, but he takes the gold begrudgingly. And he hides it away in coffins, I guess, to send back to Cyclo. Yeah. Could we also establish, yeah, the Cyclos are looking for gold. We come back to the bar yeah. where Turo confronts Kerr about the recordings because Kerr is watching them and laughing his ass off. Okay, and, I've got to say, yeah. when this scene came on, it seemed more like Forrest Whitaker was here watching dailies and just laughing at John Travolta's performance. Yes. Because it is some of the most ridiculous scenes of John Travolta, and Forrest Whitaker is doing the same thing I would be doing, laughing, laughing my ass off. Yep, he's yeah. just laughing. Yeah, I'm like, I feel like he was just on set, in makeup, doing this, and then they decided, let's use it. Let's do it. Let's yep. use yep. it. The, well, the, no, the scene culminates in, in, in Kerr's punishment, which is... Kind of harkening back to the cow shooting scene because yes. Terrell pulls out his gun and then shoots Kerr in the hand and it just pops off. It literally pops off and he's left with a non-bleeding nub. And no reaction with either. No he's reaction. like, yeah, no, it's like, oh man, I like that hand. I needed it. That was my yeah. whacking hand. Maybe they're the same races uh, of aliens as Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub's character. Too, but it doesn't grow handle, back. And his hand will grow back. But he does seem to be in pain when he's regrowing his head. Like, it's a really yeah. hard no. thing for him. He yeah. hates it. And Forrest Whitaker doesn't seem to give a shit. And you know what? You give it too, we give it too much credit by saying it pops off because when it cuts back to it, it's just disappeared. Yeah, it's it, just gone. It's like this was but edited it, by like an eight-year-old's magic video that he makes in his basement. <laughs> but in fairness, it did make a popping sound. It did. It yeah, did. It did. It's make just, a when we cut back sound. to it, it's just gone. And, yeah, it's gone. But I, I will say there was something. Oh yeah, how the hell did he know that it was the bartender that had his tape when he didn't even know he had the fucking tape in the first place? He read the script, Clay. <laughs> God. Uh, God. <laughs> See, okay, here's the thing. If John Travolta had made that joke, I would have given this movie kudos. Right. So humans decided to finally attack the dome because we were promised a battlefield somewhere on Earth. Mm-hmm. So they attack the dome, and it's the most tame action sequence ever because it's just humans all running at in Dutch angle mm-hmm. uh, along the streets, screaming, smashing windows, shooting at nothing. You get these... Shots of the armed cyclos that are wa- just moseying about, not organized, not in any kind of file. It's just like, oh, look, there's humans. Let me hold up mm-hmm. my gun, I guess. Fire. Oh, I missed. Better try again. 
So we have this blue light being emitted throughout the city. This is a completely airtight dome. There's mm-hmm. no sunlight that can get in. There are no lights for, because it's a, it's an abandoned city. Where is this blue light coming from? Is it just I mean, radiating off of something? I, I When the dome was up, I was like, okay, obviously that's what they're using as visually showing this is where the cyclos can breathe and this is regular Earth. But they didn't establish – like I just thought it was inside the warehouse. Yeah. Right. Because it's all filmed in, like, a warehouse. The, the humans finally arrive in the dumbest-looking fighter jets ever uh, to because then the cyclists retaliate with their own planes or whatever the yeah. fuck they're called. One fighter jet, okay, so it's, it alerts a guy while he's firing on another cyclo that munition is depleted, which made me laugh because he sure learned how to read quickly because this is just one of the wild mm-hmm. men. So not only did yep. he learn how to fly these fucking things in the span of, like, I guess, what, two days? Two days. Oh, if that. If that. They had 14 days to do all of this, and I'm like, how did they get all that shit done? Yeah, let alone learn to read. Yeah. I mean, munition is isn't exactly like an entry-level vocabulary word. Yeah. Carlo is also one of these planes, and his goal is to basically collapse the roof of the dome. Right. And so he tries to blow it up. It doesn't work, so he because the glass is just cracked. It's not actually shattering. Right. Mm-hmm. So he flies his plane directly into it. That fucks up. And so he looks over, and he sees that there's a bunch of explosives nearby. And so he pulls out a bazooka that he just happens to have in the plane with him. Yeah. Because you know, it's the ultimate travel companion and blows up this, this, this bag of grenades that's next to him or whatever. And that shatters the entire roof of the dome. It's a complete chain reaction. Yep. And Carlo sacrifices himself. Yeah. Now, I actually didn't mind that scene either. Now, while this is all happening, uh, Tyler is trying to set up a link to teleport Mickey to, uh, to Cyclo, but he's interrupted by Turl who starts fighting with him. Okay. We cut back to the dome. We have this long action sequence of, seeing pieces of the dome roof collapsing to the ground, hitting people, people running for dear life. I hated this part so much, and here's why. Throughout this movie, we have seen a vast overuse of slow motion. And this was a scene where they take full advantage of it. Everything's slowed down. All the pieces are slowed down, but you still see people moving in real time beneath it. The key word of this movie is inconsistent. Oh, Because there were scenes where they would show slow motion, but they would... Cut back to one character whose bits are not in slow motion during the same sequence, and it made no sense. And did they not warn the people to not be under the dome when it was coming down? No. And it's only when the dome comes down that Turl sees this and says, okay, I should probably call the troops in from home planet now. Mm -hmm. But we actually see them mobilized in lines, in ranks, in units, actually organized like a military should be. But Tyler... Fights back, he jumps on Turl and slips the explosive collar that was on Chrissy onto Turl's arm. And somehow Turl doesn't even notice that it's even right. on his arm. It's extra weight clamping into oh, his flesh. Oh, yes. Jeez. And we have this exchange where he's like, you know, please kill me, but spare my love's life. And he says, well, no, I'm actually going to kill her. And he presses the switch and his arm blows off. And again, same thing as earlier, just no pain. He's like, <laughs> he's like what? Shoot, darn it. I have to say, I meant to mention it when we were talking about the fighting, but there was a bit when, um, because as we mentioned, they're flying in planes, and there is a scene where one of the planes gets shot down, and we're going back and forth between this plane and the plane that Tribal Val Kilmer is flying. Yes. And one of the planes, like I said, gets shot down. Well, no, actually, I think it runs into another aircraft. And when that happens... He gives this reaction that literally 
I laughed so hard. I could not, like, I can't even describe the reaction, but it's just like, oh, no. Like, it's just this, he but it's, like, so yeah. laughable. Like, yeah. it it's made like, me laugh oh, so hard. Oh, my friend is dad. Oh. Yeah, this character that we don't know. <laughs> oh, hi, Tommy. I didn't know you. have seen yeah, him. Yeah. So Mickey is successfully teleported while... Tyler acquires the gun that was somehow undamaged by his explosion to Turl's arm. Yes. Mickey arrives at Cyclo, and then we have that scene that you talked about. So Mickey's holding this nuclear device, mm-hmm. and he knows he's got to sacrifice. And he has volunteered yep. to sacrifice himself to be teleported. And the kid is crying. Mm-hmm. And it is the most sincere moment of the entire movie. Yeah. Well, because it's it's actually subtle. Like he's not like bawling right. or anything. It's, it, it's like real. A single tear in the eye. It is thing. real. It's great. And you care about this kid, and that's when I was like, Yep, there's my hobo in a barn. Yeah. Right there. And this is the yeah. most poignant hobo I've had. I yeah. haven't had a poignant hobo. That's a good band name. <laughs> poignant, poignant hobo. Poignant hobo. Yeah. So yeah, so Mickey's my hobo. But, and he died and I was sad. But then, well, then everyone dies because Cyclo blows up again. We're we're praising genocide in this case. We know yeah. nothing about this, the planet of Cyclo aside from nope. their government and their militia. Mm-hmm. This would be like at the end of Avatar if the movie ended with them blowing up the Earth. Yeah, how, like it's like how we feel as an audience member if like some asshole like you yep. know surrogate Wayland Utani Corporation decided to harvest shit on another planet, and then because of their <sighs> mistakes, we we paid the price for it. Yeah, sorry guys, no more. It came from the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. But also, I love the the shot of Cyclo blowing up because you see the moon do like this, like like this cartoonish exit stage left, like um, <laughs> right. like shoot off in the, off the oh, screen. Oh yeah. Just, I was like, I didn't know what that was. I was like, what was that that just shot off to the side? <laughs> what it, was? It, it exits like there's like an invisible shepherd's cane around exit. it that just jerks it. Yoink. Exit stage left. Epilogue. Turl is now locked away at Fort Knox. Because they had a cage there, I guess. Yeah. Tyler's purpose now for keeping Turl alive is to prevent Cyclos from retaliating and blowing up the Earth. Because he figures if there's a bounty on his head... That would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's if like, we blew up their planet... He thinks the bounty is going to be so high on Turl that they're only going to want to come for him alive instead of just blowing up the Earth and then killing two birds with one stone. Kerr shows back up because... He's now a good guy, and he's he's like they've made me the head cyclo, even though they killed my entire family. Yeah, and I'm an endangered species. Yeah, and I'm he's never going to have sex ever again. Right. Well, and that's that's another thing. John Travolta, like he's upset. He's in this cage, but he does not seem upset at all that his planet has been destroyed. That does not seem to be a thing no. for them at all. Maybe and he's I'm, the honey badger. Maybe. Yeah, but not in a fun way. The movie ends with them just leaving Turl all alone to live forever with the goal without food, drink, awkward blowjobs, anything (laughs) for the rest of his entire life. Well, and also, can I just say, when they pulled back, I was just like, that is a shit ton of gold. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was a very Indiana Jones. Is there that much gold in Fort Knox? Yeah. Yeah. Because there are like bins and bins and bins and bins of it. And I'm just like... That's a lot of gold. That's a lot of gold. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie. That's it. Thank oh God. My Fuck. Right? Yeah, we survived. So let's go ahead and take a quick break, cool down, collect ourselves, and come back with some trivia. 
All right, we're back. So with trivia, did you guys dig up anything on this movie? So I think we've already mentioned it was an L. Ron Hubbard book, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So the thing that was intriguing to me most, aside from the amount of super major stars who that were in this, is Lynn Stalmaster, who was the casting director. Lynn Stalmaster is like the mentor for most casting directors hmm. now. But as an example of what this marvelous man has cast in the past. Let me just lay a few down for you, shall I? Tootsie, Superman, In the Heat of the Night, little callback <laughs> there. Okay, The Right Stuff, Being There, Weekend at Bernie's. Okay, oh. this guy, Foul Play, one of my favorite yeah. movies of all time, Okay, this guy is kind of the king, so yeah. I can't decide if it's to his credit well, see, or here's what. Here's the thing. This I'm, is a stacked cast. It is I, a good cast. It, they just had shit to work with. So you, I, I wonder if, it's, if it was partly Lynn Stalmaster and John Travolta. I, I just don't know. But for me, that was the most interesting thing. Oh, and it was also partly shot in Montreal, the place of my birth. So a couple specs in this movie. So budget was, well, there was a lot. There's a big lawsuit about this. Check it out. But it turned out it was $44 million, and the box it yielded was $2.9 million. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. Where was the money in this movie? It was probably the cast. Was it all cast. John Travolta's? The CGI. Because, yeah. I mean, for 2000, it wasn't terrible. It just hasn't, it really hasn't aged well now. No. Well, I mean, it's not just the CGI. I mean, the CGI is not great. Honestly, though, I would say the CGI is better than just the basic filmmaking in this movie. Well, you mentioned John Travolta too. This movie was forty-four million budget. He his contract was for ten. <gasps> I was about to wow. say. I bet you he his oh uh, salary uh, was half the budget. Or yeah, not so, cl- not exactly. Maybe Kelly close. Preston didn't chunk. get paid at all. Ah. <sighs> uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so a couple th- a couple other things about this. I-, I had to write this one down directly from the oh. IMDb trivia of this movie because mm-hmm. whoever whoever typed this up and wrote this this way and this fact, oh, I want to find them and kiss them on the mouth hard. <laughs> uh, and I quote: "The script originally had the cyclos jumping into vats of oil. This was changed to them lounging around." Oh my god! <laughs> what? <laughs> how, how, is, how is that a comparable chain? So it, basically, the idea of them resting is that they basically like they're clones or something. Like they have to rest in vats, but instead they just is that the idea? I have no fucking idea, oh, Clay. Because <laughs> I just realized that cyclos clones, but but they're also no, psychos. That's, no, psychos, they yeah. did yeah. not put that much effort into. No, them. no, no. Well, I didn't know if maybe that was an L. Ron Hubbard thing, because obviously he thought through... Because I know people that love this book, whose well, opinions book I respect. Is, hopefully the book is way fucking better. John Travolta liked it. Apparently. Okay, so let's talk about the awards in this movie, because this one has um, some notable oh, awards. It, it racked up at the Razzies. Oh, it had to. Yoga Awards. Worst foreign actor. Winner, John Travolta. The Stinker Awards nominated Barry Pepper for Worst Supporting Actor. It won f- the Stinker for Most Unintentionally Funny Movie. It yep. won for Worst Picture well, Stinker funny. Award. 
It won for worst on-screen hairstyle between John Travolta and Forrest Whitaker. Mm-hmm. And it won the stinker for least special special effects. Nice. <laughs> oh, wait, there's more. Oh, jeez. Worst on-screen group. Worst actor for John Travolta. This just keeps going. Worst sense of direction. Quote, unquote, stop before they direct them again. Roger Christian. Mm-hmm. Worst on-screen couple given just to John Travolta. <laughs> Okay, that's and, awesome. Because, yeah. And and now the Razzies, because holy shit. Worst screenplay, Corey Mandel, J.D. Shapiro. Deserved. Worst supporting actress, Kelly Preston. Worst director, Roger Christian. Deserved. Worst supporting actor, Barry Pepper. Not deserved. No. Mm-hmm. Well, it was, it was between him. His guilt by association. It was, he, it was between him and uh, Forrest Whitaker. Worst screen couple, mm-hmm. John Travolta. Also, <laughs> worst yeah. actor, John Travolta. It won... For worst picture, yep. It won for worst drama of our first twenty-five years. Jeez. Worst actor of the decade for John Travolta. <laughs> Shared with domestic disturbance, lucky numbers, old dogs, and swordfish. Oh, jeez. Worst picture of the decade won the DFWFCA award, which I have no idea what that is, but yeah. it won for worst film. <laughs> Okay, moving along to best line, worst line. We've mentioned this before when Barry Pepper becomes super smart and he's drawing triangles and Euclidean geometry. He says, this is mathematics. This is the unifying language of the entire universe, Mickey. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I like it. That's your best line? I don't know because the other one isn't any better. Sure. Yes. Yeah. That'll be my best one. My best line, um, and here it comes. Gird your loins. Here's the explanation mm. about Fort Knox. Yeah, and mm. and I chose this as my best line not because it's terribly, wonderfully written uh, right. piece of dialogue, mm-hmm. but it to me encapsulates everything <laughs> about the movie. Sure. That is both good and so Evil. horribly, horribly bad. <laughs> <clears throat> Upon entering Fort Knox, mm-hmm. the line that is 80 yard is, let's hope their eye in the sky didn't see the gold through the lead walls of this cave. Oh, yes, I remember that. Oh, jeez. So he knows that lead blocks the... Atomic levels of the gold yeah. to their magical god eye that sees all. There you have it. But folks. he still doesn't know what a fort is. Nope. It's still a cave. It's still he a still cave. calls it a cave. He still calls it a, a goddamn cave. <laughs> and that is why I think that's the best line that's in the, the best movie. Line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like the writing is just like a big fist and it just takes you Native American lizard style. <laughs> okay. Um, my best line, and both of mine, honestly, there were so many times in this movie that I just looked at the screen and went, what? Yeah. And both of these lines made me do that, but this one just made me laugh because mm-hmm. it makes so little sense that it just was funny to me. So when um, 
John Travolta's superior shows up and he comes out and he's talking to him and Forrest Whitaker walks up and he goes, this is my assistant, Kerr. And Kerr says, thank you. I had the same reaction. It's like as if I said, this is Jack. He is a person. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, Clay. <laughs> You're welcome. But it just made me laugh because yep. I'm like, Forrest Whitaker's just saying his shit. He's yep. having fun. My best line that I put was in the scene where John Travolta is bragging about his ability to shoot and telling them how awesome he is. And he's like, tell your man animals that... I graduated the top of my class, and I have excellent marksmanship, and blah, 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 this long ramble. Good Boy Christ's response is, try to run, it'll kill us. And then John Travolta's immediate response to that is, that's it? Yeah. 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 What do you got for worst line, Adina? So this comes at the beginning, when Pastor whatever, the old dude. The old dude. Yeah. He's he's telling Barry, look, just suck it up, bitch. Just stay here. It's gods and demons. Yep. And the old guy says, that is our fate. And Christ, good boy, says, only if you believe in fate. I can't uh, yeah. with this yeah. movie. My worst line actually comes right after Clay's best line. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, when uh, So after that introduction is made, the, the head honcho who has just teleported to Earth starts talking about, is this what Earth really looks like, all blue oh, and yes. green? And then he says, they told me this planet was ugly, but this has got to be one of the ugliest crap holes in the entire universe. Fuck you. Thank yeah. you, Trump. Right? Oh, my gosh. Jeez. I'm like, that's the level of sophistication we're going with with this guy who's in charge. Yep. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And so, the level of right, that's how desperate we are not to say anything naughty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so mine was quick tie between piece of cake because that just as a catchphrase made no sense. I was like, right. why does he call everything a cave? But he knows what cake is. Right. Um, but also, um, another one that just made no sense when Barry Pepper wants to, I guess, jump over a a ravine and the guy looks at him and says, you wouldn't live the jump. What? (laughs) Oh God. What? He totally says that. Yes. And I'm just like, okay, if you're going to use that type of weird backwards language, keep it consistent. Exactly. Yeah. My worst line was when they're at the bar. And this is a more infamous line from the movie, but it's when Turl is talking to Kerr and shooting him out and talking about how he deserves to be more because he was more refined and better trained. And he goes, before you knew how to spell your name, I was being trained to conquer galaxies. <laughs> and he has this, that crooked finger shit that he does the entire time. And you know it made me it makes me laugh, but it's just it's a bad line. It's the first moment that I was really like, okay, John Travolta is in a different movie. Yeah. Which is sad because he, he performs, produced this movie. Yeah, he performs like he's performing Shakespeare half the time, but it's not nearly that good. He's fucked up his own movie. <laughs> Moving along to drinking game. Piece of cake. Piece of That's cake. a good one. Um, every um, time Barry Pepper tries to escape. <laughs> and gets yeah. caught. Mm-hmm. Right. 
I felt like drinking every time John Travolta came on the scene. But I uh, would say oh. if you don't want alcohol poisoning, yeah. um, I would say drink every time he maniacally laughs for no reason. Fair. Or crooks a finger. <laughs> crooks a finger. He does that all the time. <laughs> he does. He does. He loved those prosthetics. Yeah, he did. Uh, was, each them. each time uh, Forrest Whitaker looks like he has no idea why the fuck he's in this movie. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you accuse me of playing heavy whenever I call these rules out. That one's I, a pretty heavy. One. I think that's why I enjoyed. I think that's a sip. Like whatever. Thank you so much. You see the man. <laughs> Except for the daily screen no. scene. It's yeah. not. Oh, it's geez. not every scene that he's in yeah. that he no. looks that way. All right. Now the the. The ultimate question, what did they do right? I have one. Liar. Okay. I do. I have one. <laughs> I liked how they um, handled the size differential between the cyclos and the humans. Okay. They did keep the ratios consistent. That that they did, yes. yes. Because it always took me out in Lord of the Rings, the difference between Gandalf and the hobbits. Mm-hmm. Like, I always, it always felt weird to me. It okay. looked weird to me. But in this, it was consistent. I knew that the cyclos were taller sure. and, and bigger, so that is the only thing they got right, except for Mickey. Mine, I'm going to give him, was, and these shots were few and far between, but they were a little bit more in the early parts of the movie. You see shots of the city that weren't CGI, and there was a couple moments where you actually see they actually built models of the city, miniatures, and they didn't look bad. They they really didn't look bad. Like you could see effort and detail put into these shots. And again, they were mm-hmm. very few and far between. But it was probably the most uh, the most effort I saw at any point in the movie. That was a big team in the credits too. The it miniature was. team. The credits were ten minutes. Yeah. Yes, they were. Yeah. The only thing I thought that was well done was just letting that girl grab that food. <laughs> just let her do her <laughs> shit and go on. <laughs> That was fun. No, I the hero I, of the film. Yeah, I I agree with you guys. I got nothing else other than that. I I do agree. I did the production design of all the miniatures and the the overhead shots of Cyclos like mm-hmm. on the planet. Yeah, and all the 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 architecture and things like that. I really mm-hmm. did like that. All looked thought out and planned, yeah. and they did a nice job with that. That so, must yeah, have been I, where all their money went. By the way, mm-hmm. y'all, Roger Christian, who directed this, has an Oscar for set direction. So oh. he may have had something to something do, to with, do that. with that. Yeah. 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 He was on one of the Star Wars films. Yeah, he was the second AC. All right, Zip. It's been a long episode. But oh, God. Your time has come. <laughs> For the flaming cinematic turd meter. <laughs> Look, it's it's been... It's, it, it's, <laughs> it's one of those movies that obviously hasn't aged well. <laughs> and it's easy to look at it now... And there's lots to pick apart and lots to make fun of. But I feel fairly confident that I would have been just as hard on it when it first came out. It's a fucking five! (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. I was about to say, I can always tell when you're legitimately upset in a movie whenever you, like, the first couple of words come out of your mouth. Or here's the thing. (laughs) Well... Yeah. That does it for this episode of It Came From The Bottom. Clay, thanks for coming on, man. Yay, Clay! Yay, Clay! Thank you guys for having me. I figured you guys have all been on my podcast enough times. <laughs> it's about time. Well, tell us about your podcast. Um, I host a podcast which um, 
is about to go on hiatus, but that's okay. Um, you can still listen to the back episodes. Um, it is called Two Seasons or Less, where I review television shows that only lasted for two seasons or less. So it's not just a clever name. No, absolutely not. Um, it's not that clever, but no. Um, uh, Zip was recently just on, um, and yep. Dina's been on several times, and Jack yep. was on once. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, check that out. And I also have a um, movie review uh, thing I'm doing on YouTube right now, uh, my 50 Film Challenge. Um, you can just find it on Clay's 50 Film Challenge on YouTube. Um, and uh, I'm just reviewing 50 uh, movies that were suggested by friends that I've never seen before. All right. And that is it for this episode of It Came From The Bottom. Once again, brought to you by Head Games Entertainment, your ultimate source for digital series, podcasts, and more. Once again, I am Jack. I'm Zip. I'm Adina. Next time, Invasion of the Neptune Men. <laughs>